Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Hello, and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. Everybody. Welcome back to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. I'm so happy to have you guys here today. And I am really excited about today's topic because this is something I'm really passionate about. We're currently up leveling, as some people may call it, in our Meraki Media Management company. We are expanding our packages, changing things, and just really moving our way up through the social media management world. And I have to say, piggyback off of last week's episode around pricing, attracting your ideal client and your correct type of client can be really challenging in this online space. And I take a really different type of approach than most other people. I like to focus on the comfort zone of my client and how to expand that comfort zone within their comfortability level. Because when we tend to just forcefully push ourselves to do things it sometimes takes us hours longer than we expected we have to end up reorganizing you know a video and trying to create a reels we end up just pulling our hair out honestly by the end of it and what mostly most of the time comes out of it if you're already feeling resistance to that type of content creation it's not going to come across or translate into your instagram account or linkedin account or facebook account and your followers your potential clients are going to pick up on that so today i want to talk about how to create content that's in alignment for where you are at currently and how to attract those ideal clients through this content but also by engaging and networking on these platforms so we're going to be going over things like linkedin and facebook as well as you all know if you've been a part of my community for a while or if you're just joining here now i really am a specialist in instagram 
I had my first big success with Instagram when I grew an Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month. We raised over a significant amount of money for a local nonprofit here where I am located in the Philly area. And it was such a great experience that I understood how powerful social media could be prior to the pandemic, prior to really even knowing what this business would become, but I knew that I had a force to be reckoned with, right? And I was pretty good at harnessing this force. So that is what I'm gonna teach you all today. And let me share with you, you know, if you are a current or past client of mine listening, I am so thankful for all of you and you know that you have allowed this business to up-level and change and fluidly flow into the next, you know, part of whatever it will turn into. It's just been so fun to watch this business grow and expand over, you know, the years and working with all different types of clients really allows me to understand many different types of industries. I also have a background in investing in the stock market. So when I was a young age, my father passed away and I inherited certain types of stock and I had to do a lot of research on the stock market at a young age. I was about 15. 15 at the time. So since I was 15 years old, I've been learning about businesses, why to understand to invest in them, why, you know, the ins and outs of investing and how to vet certain investments based around, you know, their potential growth. So this is really something I'm passionate about. And if you think about ideal clients, you could also think about them as shareholders within the stock market. And that is really my grounding way of understanding and keeping a pulse on the market. Market. So I like to think of things in a higher level. I am a Taurus. I also tend to be a little bit of an old soul. I'm sure some of you have picked up on that. If you're a part of this community, you're probably an old soul too, honestly. So I like to think of things in a wholesome way. So when I think about my business, I also think about my stock market business, right? I like to think about them as almost two businesses because they really are running separately, but also bouncing off of each other. And I find it really beautiful that I came up with this comparison early on for myself inside of my brain. It made a lot of my business practices seem more doable than it probably would have been if I wasn't investing in the stock market and I had no knowledge in business. It just gave me a next level comprehension that I maybe wouldn't have had when I first started this company. So really what it comes down to for me when you are selling in the online space and trying to create relationships, whether that be through a Yahoo Finance portfolio explanation or through an Instagram caption, it's all technically the same. And what it comes down to for me is being authentic and showing up as yourself, being honest, giving the integrity of your company and your business and explaining that to your potential clients. So I enjoy authenticity and honesty the most when it comes to the online space. I think that most consumers are leaning toward this type of consumption and they don't want to be 
told a lie about XYZ company and almost feel like they're being forced into buying a service or buying a product that maybe just isn't in alignment for where they are currently. They end up normally hitting the online space again and trashing you somehow in your business, right? Even though you're offering the service that you need, if you're attracting these clients that don't really understand your service or maybe think that you're going to be able to make magic happen, that's where it can actually end up backfiring on our business. So really showing up with this authentic, honest approach, it allows you to create that know, like, and trust, which we know is so important in the online space with potential clients and strangers. Because the more honest we are with people about you know, the ups and downs of business or the ins and outs of what we do, how we do it, why we do it a certain way, how we craft messages, why rhetoric is so important to us. All of these explanations of who we are as Meraki Media Management allows our online clientele and community to understand who we are before they even get into the DMs with us. You know, a few days ago, I had an amazing meeting with a few clients of mine they are really fantastic, very knowledgeable in their industry. And, you know, we were all discussing social media at a higher level. I'm doing consulting for them and different types of management. And, you know, one of the concerns was, is this really going to help us with our current client base? Or is social media more so a way for you to reach the masses? And I think this is such a great question and really timely for our topic today. So what I specialize in is helping my clients position themselves as local industry leaders within social media platforms. So our goal is not to reach the masses. Instead, our goal is to not give knowledge, right? Educate on this platform and share our services. So if potential clients do already come across the page, but they're already purchasing from us, this is a way for them to understand, well, we also offer all of these extra services that maybe you didn't know about, or we're expanding our business and this is a package that we're offering for a lesser amount of money and now you can hop on and be the first to know about it. So social media is really a place for our clientele to find out more information. If they are already a client, it's really just a resource and an index of your business. So the more we are able to be authentic on the platform, that authenticity shines through in every piece of our content. And as our potential clients are going back through that resource index or current clients, they see that know, like, and trust, and they start to build upon that as they're going through each video of you, you know, talking about your business and scrolling through each caption that maybe you're sharing an intimate thing that happened in your life and, you know, why you decided to go into this line of work. It all builds upon each other and it allows the client to understand if you're even even the person that they need to reach out to, to get in touch with, to solve their problems, right? When you are understanding these ideal clients and knowing where they're coming from and able to show up in this authentic way, it allows those, you know, walls to be dropped. So for example, when I share on my stories on Instagram, I give a lot of my everyday routine. You guys have a sneak peek into my life, 
into what I'm doing. I share sometimes what I'm doing outside of work. I will share things that I'm doing on the weekends or trips that I'm taking with my family. But it all comes back to my business. For example, yesterday I actually put up an Instagram story of my golf swing, right? (laughs) Something that I am really working on, very much so out of my comfort zone. But that is something that I share on my Instagram story because I'm constantly talking about pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone and expanding our creativity and allowing ourselves to live without any guilt or shame right around social media and sharing things that maybe we wouldn't have shared you know my boyfriend Sean yesterday I was so apprehensive to click the post button on my golf swing because to be honest like he says it's really good I think it's good for where I'm at currently right like it's currently really great for a beginner that's just starting in golf and that's why he wanted me to share it because I'm doing really well in return I'm just looking at the video you know my legs are bent I look unathletic my hair is in my face you know I don't have a good tan on because I forgot to put on myself tanner yesterday all these things going on and on and on of me critiquing myself he grabs the phone from me and he says isn't this what you tell your clients every day that none of that matters and no one else in your community is going to think that about you instead they're gonna think wow maybe I want to take up golf too or maybe next time I take a video of myself that looks you know semi okay or me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone I'm gonna share it on my Instagram story And that's really what we do, right? And I needed someone to check me and keep me in line because really we're all human. We all want to keep our perfect image of what we have ourselves as in our head or this pristine everyday, you know, polished look. And social media is shifting. Let me tell you, that does not really matter anymore. A lot of people want to see this authentic side. That's at least how I want to promote social media. I've decided that even yesterday when those limiting beliefs came up, I need people in my life to read back to me the words that I say. I need them to keep me in check so that I know and I continue to let myself believe that social media will not control me, right? Social media will not stop me from sharing something that I want to share even if I think I'm going to be made fun of or you know looked at funny and half of the time when you end up posting something like that it ends up getting more engagement than you expected because you're just showing up as your authentic self and that's why your Instagram stories are a great place to do that let people into your everyday life don't be afraid to share the scary moments the unsure moments the outside of the comfort zone moments on your story in the actual present there's something really powerful about that and it allows your community to come along with you on this journey now of course you want to be careful you don't want to share too much you want to share just enough as you hear on this podcast of me explaining you know the meetings with my clients and us discussing consultations and different types of questions they came across you can keep things discreet right without sharing too much information about your potential clients but just sharing a scenario that you were put in or a story that you heard it allows the client to get to know you better and again build that know like and trust so the last part of this is where can you find these potential clients
clients and how can you start attracting them and calling them into your community today? So let's start with Instagram. When you think about Instagram and you go on this platform, first I want you to ask yourself, are you a brick and mortar company? You know, do you need to only be looking at specific locations and making sure that your ideal client lives within a certain area? Or are you in the online space and does it matter if you're working with people in, you know, Sweden or Canada or all over the world? Are you allowed to work with anyone or are you able to, you know, stick within that specific location? If you're more of the brick and mortar, I would like and encourage you all to do some research around some locations within your vicinity, looking at, you know, parks, hiking trails, whatever your ideal client might be into. Maybe they're into hair salons, nail salons, you know, dog parks, right? Baby daycares, right? There's so much research that you can do around this. And you want to start to engage on those locations. Look at the people that are posting those locations and start to say, hey, reach out, connect, communicate. Great new house, you know, congrats on the new house. It looks awesome. Like when people post about really everyday life goals. I love to comment on photos like that. I'll say, you know, congratulations in the new business or congratulations in up-leveling your business. But then once you understand where they're coming from in these locations, you're able to find even more of a specific client. So when you're on these locations, maybe you only work with, you know, specifically women, or you tend to work specifically with men, or maybe that just ends up being who you're called to reach out to today, then that's who you focus on, on the location, and that's who you end up reaching out to. And I don't want you all to think that I'm telling you to reach out to every single person on these locations. That is definitely not the truth. You should go to these Instagram profiles, you should look at them, read their bio, take 20 seconds to give this profile a quick scan and make sure that this person is probably open to connecting with you. If not, then don't waste the time, right? Writing out the comment, thinking about what you're going to say. Don't waste the time. Same for the hashtags. You can go in and you can search specifics. So, you know, I work with a lot of Monet Market Partners. So I will go in and search hashtag Monet Market Partners. I'll engage with a lot of people on that hashtag. If you're currently listening to this podcast, shout out to all of you. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. And I just love working with them. We have really great, similar success mindset. We're able to talk business really well. A lot of them, you know, that I've spoken with have even thought about expanding possibly into their own business which has been super fun on top of their Monet business so it's just been such a great experience and the more you niche down your ideal client and you figure out who you enjoy engaging with on the platform then that energy shows up in that more authentic self and allows you to just be you instead of coming up with this forceful you know content creation which never ends up translating to our client anyways now when you look at something like Facebook where should you be finding these potential clients it's a lot more difficult I would say definitely more difficult to find these specific people to touch with them like one-on-one so I like to look at Facebook groups this is a great place for you to engage find client pain points listen to potential clients discuss different types of topics that maybe you weren't looking at before so you can even test out like some of your potential content on the Facebook posts, not meaning like writing an Instagram caption, but if you are maybe giving a piece of advice, you can test it out through the Facebook 
Facebook page, see if anybody responds well to how you're phrasing it. And if not, then how can we rephrase it to use different types of words that describe their pain points or describe the solution in a better way, right? And really pivot around that rhetoric. You know, words are so important when you come into this online space. I've shared with you all, my minor is in writing rhetoric and technical communication. When I first took that class, (laughs) I had no clue that it would have such a big impact on my life. Seriously, words can really affect people. You know, with a lot of this mental mindset work I've been doing as well, you realize how truly sensitive a lot of human beings are. We're very sensitive, emotional beings. Like that is who we are to our core. And words and energies can really affect us, especially if we're empathic or have any type of that, you know, energy pull within us. And that is really powerful. A lot of my clients tend to be empaths because we end up communicating on the platform really well together and that energy is reciprocated with one another and if the energy is not reciprocated it's really hard to know if that client is going to have a great outcome with you or enjoy the outcome so that is what's really important for me when I'm going on into the online space I like to understand the words and the pain points that my clients use so for example when I'm on a sales call I'll ask the client to tell me about their Instagram account, tell me what's going on, tell me what they're liking, what they're not liking, and then I just let them talk. And sometimes they'll talk, you know, for 20 minutes, which is great. I am writing down notes the entire time. I'm writing down pain points, things that they want to work on, things that they like and don't like. And then when I'm pitching my services back to them, if it's in alignment for what they need, I use those same words and I explain it to them in a way and on a level that I know they will receive it. And that sales tactic has really worked well for me over the years. Let me tell you right now, I tested most of those words and trial and error in these Facebook groups first. So you can learn a lot of market research from engaging and supporting in these Facebook groups. I remember when I used to comment in them, to be honest, this is something that I don't do that much anymore, but when I used to comment in them, I would get DMs on the side like, hey, I love how you phrase, you know, ideal client community in the Facebook group and I'd love to get on a phone call with you and talk about how maybe we can exchange clients or talk about how we can network together. And those were some of the moments that I found felt like I had hit the jackpot, you know, like these words worked and the community was understanding it in the online space. These are the pieces of the sentences that you want to think about keeping in your pitch because it's translating to the people on the other end. And in the online space, that is where it's really powerful because we can't use these vague words like we may, you know, even when we're face to face with somebody because we have our hand gestures and we have, you know, our facial facial expressions and all these other things to build on the conversation. When we don't have that, our words are the only way to communicate with them. So we have to strip it down, you know, give them the most amount of packed punch in the simplest form and in the most clear and concise way honestly so 
that is one of my favorite ways to engage on the Facebook platform. Now moving into LinkedIn, LinkedIn is really great because you can actually really simplify and narrow in on your search. So you can simplify into looking things like, you know, location, and then you can type in things like network marketing, or you could type in things like business owners, and then you can specify, you know, greater Philadelphia area. You can specify New York. You can specify California. And the more specific you get within these LinkedIn searches, that is where you're going to find the clients and really connect with the correct people. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting a lot of cold messages on LinkedIn. You guys know, like I'm all about the DMs. I'm all about communicating one-on-one. I am all about this. I think that it's very important for you and all of us as business owners to connect on a one-on-one basis with our clients. It's almost impossible to grow a business without it. So I understand the strategy. I understand the effort. But what concerns me about these messages is that it's almost like when you go to a networking group and you get into the group and everybody just wants to talk about what they do. And they really just want to tell you, this is what I do. This is what I've done. This is what I do now. You know, how can I help you? Or do you have somebody that I can help? And it's never, hey, What do you do? Tell me about yourself. How can we help each other? It's not a reciprocated energy, right? The energy that it's coming off as is, listen to me, pay attention to me, hear me, talk about my business. And there's never any conversation. And that is something that worries me because as you're networking on the social online space, people are much more easily going to lean out of a conversation when you're in a networking group and you're face to face with somebody and they're telling you endlessly about your business most of the time you're gonna sit there politely and like smile and engage with them right because that's what we do as human beings we're not gonna be rude and walk away maybe next time we think about how much time we spent at those networking groups and was it worth the time or would it be better if we're spending that networking in the online space with our actual ideal clients which is definitely something I've shifted towards now and expanded my business on but these networking groups also allowed me to learn more about how to communicate with people so if you are getting started you know just getting started or even a few years in and maybe you're looking for some more business I don't want you all to get the wrong idea about networking groups they can be very beneficial and very helpful for a lot of businesses including my own so I enjoy them but when you get in those groups and you guys know what I'm talking about those networking groups where it's just all talking about yourself it's not really how can I help you or like engaging in the reciprocation that is how it feels when you get these LinkedIn cold messages that say you know this is what I do here's a video click this link sign up for my newsletter like yada 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 to me when I get those messages it doesn't really make any sense you know I've never heard of this person I don't know why I would watch their video. To be honest, I don't need 90% of the services that they're all pitching me on. I already have a team. They would know that if they looked at my community, right? And maybe took a few seconds to do some research. And they don't, right? And they don't take the time. And then the message is honestly a waste because they're messaging somebody 
That's just not their ideal client. I don't need that support currently. So that is my concern when it comes to these LinkedIn cold messages. And there is a way to narrow down the search so that that doesn't happen, right? There is a way for you to understand your ideal client enough and offer them free value up front through the DMs or the LinkedIn message and not forcefully push your services on them. Because no one's going to buy from you from the DMs if you're just pushing a sales call on them. It's very rare that they're going to actually buy after that sales call. At least in my experience, most of the time they need to be touched in some other way through the marketing. You know, they need to see your posts on LinkedIn. They need to engage with your newsletter. They need to probably follow you on Instagram. They need to follow you on Facebook, maybe their other preferred platform. It's very rare that they're just going to purchase off of these cold messages messages. That's why here at Meraki, we don't believe in sending cold messages that just sell our services. Instead, we believe in cold messages that are going to build upon relationships with potential clients. So we share things like free education. We share a lot of free coaching. We share a lot of really good advice that's going to help our clients now or our community now. Because when we say our mission is to help as many business owners as possible, we mean that. We operate in that constantly. And the more so we show up and expand upon our mission the more I've seen the community become stronger, not even grow, but stronger. The current clients we have, you know, lean more into the offers that we have. We've expanded within current client bases that we have right now. And there's something really special about being able to do that and work with a few clients, but expand with them and grow with them in business. It's really a beautiful experience. And the more we start to step back take time to realize that if we're just shoving our offer in people's faces through the dms it's not going to translate it could be a waste of your time just like going to a possible networking event that isn't getting you a sale and really is just you listening to other people's offers right so i want you all to think about your time here too where is your time best spent and Maybe the networking group that you went to on Tuesday was a total flop, but maybe the networking group you went to on Wednesday connected you with some really great like-minded, you know, women entrepreneurs that were able to help you create your social media management training. I had so many amazing women in my first training group. I met them all through a networking event. They were so supportive. So you have to figure out what are the groups that are going to benefit you? What are the searches on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook that are going to benefit you? And how can you continue to niche down that search even more so that you aren't wasting time and that the 20 minutes a day or hour a day that you have to network and expand your business is purposely driven and it's not you just hoping for the best. So this was a little bit of a tangent. And I hope you guys enjoyed it because, you know, I definitely did. I told 
told you I was tired. Now I'm feeling really ready to go attack the day. So I always enjoy chatting with you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a solid and take a screenshot right now. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tell me what you loved about the episode. How did we help you? Tell me about yourself in the DMs if you want after. We can communicate, connect. Any way I can help you, I absolutely will. When I say our mission is to help as many business owners as possible, it absolutely is. And I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Thank you guys so much again. And of course, you know, if you have a time of 30 seconds to leave us a little five-star review at the end of this episode, that would also be greatly appreciated. And I will start reading our five-star reviews out on air. So here is one from Beach Lover 1995. Caitlin is amazing. And I would highly recommend this podcast. I love the theme of the show. The episodes are empowering and uplifting. I would highly recommend for entrepreneurs and ambitious women. Love that. Thank you so much for your review. I hope you guys, like I said, enjoyed this show. And you know where to find me on at Meraki underscore media underscore management if you need any support. Okay, I will talk with you guys soon. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to the end in mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.